When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody and welcome to the show happy friday we got a lot to talk about today some some spicy stories and some celebrity stories which we don't normally uh, get into too much on this show today we're going to be talking about ariana grande and her response to uh, the many controversies that she's been subject to but most recently the accusation that she is a home wrecker she's responded to that with a new song called yes and <laughs> Which is just wild. We're reaching levels of out of pocket that uh, we haven't seen in quite some time. We're going to talk about that. Stranger Things season five is being boycotted for a multitude of reasons. People are saying they're anti-Zionist and that uh, Stranger Things has two Zionist cast members and that they're not taking on new POC actors. We're going to talk about that. Plus, DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion, is taking over it seems like every single airline company uh, that is functioning in the United States. Is this concerning? Yes? No? Uh, we'll get into that debate. Plus, we have some little Fun Friday things we found around the internet that we are going to get into. Before all that, we have Taylor in Nashville. Yes, your resident Gen Z female pop culture expert is here to weigh in on these critical issues of the day. So, so happy to be here and happy Friday, everybody. Yes, it's going to be uh, interesting. You know, Taylor, the first thing that he said to me when we talked about today's show is that we have to talk about Ariana Grande. <laughs> um, I don't know what Ariana Grande fans are called. I think it's like Arianators or something like that. I think I think that actually is correct. I think you guys are called Arianators. Let me know if there's any Arianators in uh, the, the chat today. And did that at all change when the news came out that she was dating Ethan Slater, a man who not only was married, but had, I believe, a one-year-old child. Uh, so he was getting on the anniversary of his, uh, of his fatherhood when he decided to leave his wife for Ariana Grande. They, of course, met on the cast of Wicked, the musical, which is now being turned into a movie. Funnily enough, and ironically enough, Ariana Grande was cast to play Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> and uh, that did not at all uh, pan out uh, in the way that I think Glinda the Good Witch would handle a situation like this, for she entered a very salacious, scandalous relationship with Ethan Slater, who is a co-star 
on the movie. Now, of course, this ended in the dissolution of his marriage. And now Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater are hanging out in public, rocking with one another, being, uh, you know, shot by paparazzis and all that fun stuff. And they're pretty unabashed in their companionship with one another. Now, people were waiting. How is Ariana Grande going to respond to all the controversy? People are calling her out. They're saying, I no longer want to listen to her music. She's a homewrecker. And she decided to release this new uh, song and music video called Yes And, which the title tells you just about everything you need to know. Yes. And, like, in your point, uh, where are we going to go from here? What else do you have to say? We're going to read a few of the lyrics here just so you can get a vibe for what exactly uh, she's messaging in this new song. It says, Now I'm so done with caring what you think. No, I won't hide underneath your own projections or change my most authentic life. Boy, come on, put your lipstick on. Come on and walk this way through the fire. And the the whole chorus of this song is just about, you know, speaking with your chest, standing by the things that you do, standing by your actions, standing by, you know, what you think about yourself and not letting anybody else enter that image that you have of yourself. What's mine is mine. My face is sitting. I don't need no disguise. Don't comment on my body. Do not reply. Your business is yours and mine is mine. Do you care? Uh, why do you care so much whose D I ride? This is a brilliant lyricism on behalf of Ariana Grande. <laughs> Uh, and then she ended up posting this stuff on, on Instagram, on her Instagram story that she later deleted. And I just want to read it uh, really quickly for you guys, just so you can get a view of how she's viewing her part in this entire situation. It says, I have never felt more pride or joy or love while simultaneously feeling so deeply misunderstood by people who don't know me, who piece together whispers and make what they want out of me and their assumptions of my life. I have learned how much more important one of those things is than the other. I love how like the whispers and assumptions was a literal married woman coming out and saying, hey, you stole my husband. Also, <laughs> Let, let's just add a little bit more onto the story. Also, Ariana Grande would go out for like lunches and dinners with this married couple and their baby. She would hold this baby while sleeping with the husband and say, oh my gosh, like, I can't wait till I find the love of my life and I can't wait till I find the person who gives me a child and then proceeds to take the husband. <laughs> now, of course, most of the blame is to be placed on Ethan Slater. If your man is stealable, I, somebody's gonna steal him, right? It would be Ariana Grande or some other woman who comes along, but that doesn't mean that no accountability is to be placed on the person, the woman, who is creating this now new relationship and leading to the disillusion of the marriage. So it's so interesting that she's saying, like, these are just your own projections and assumptions based on whispers. And the whispers <laughs> is just direct evidence that you've stepped into somebody else's marriage. Astounding. True. Yeah, girl, we have the receipts, right? And also, isn't this not the first time? Like, she's had prior relationships with people that were either in the middle of a relationship and she was rumored to be the the other girl. Yes. And then, uh, the, who, who are some of the names? I think there's Pete Davidson, Mac Miller, there's a couple more. Yeah, no, let's go through this. Okay, so uh, you have many a relationship that she has either been uh, the cheater or I guess the cheaty is what we would call them <laughs> uh, for... Pete Davidson, 
All, I'm gonna say all this is alleged, okay? Allegedly, I don't wanna get sued for like defamation or something like that. Pete Davidson, it seems that she broke up his uh, former relationship with a, another girlfriend. Big Sean, who she dated for quite some time. Not once, but twice. Because mind you, Big Sean was dating Naya Rivera, may she rest in peace, uh, the star who played Santana on Glee. They were together and Naya Rivera wrote in her book, I showed up to my house one day and there was Ariana Grande with Big Sean, okay? That relationship is broken up. He goes on to Ariana Grande. A prior girlfriend of Mac Miller said, all of a sudden, he's dating Ariana Grande. Then, Big Sean is with Janae Aiko, okay? And then what happens there? All of a sudden, Ariana Grande pops back into the picture. And the same with Pete Davidson. He had a prior girlfriend who had come out on the internet and allegedly, you know, stated that Ariana Grande also stepped into their relationship. And again, a lot of blame is to be placed on these men. If your boyfriend is stealable and if he is a cheater, he is going to cheat. And it doesn't really matter all that much who the girl is that makes that opportunity available to him. However, when you have a patterned history like this of constantly going after men who are in relationships, have girlfriends or even wives, you are also part of the problem. And I think there's an element of maybe being so rich and famous that you have access to any man you could possibly want. I think for the most part, Ariana Grande could pick any man off the street and say, you know, hey, we're dating now, and they would go for it. Maybe there's an element of wanting something that you can't have, and that gives her, uh, you know, a little bit of a rush to, to step into other people's relationships. She famously has that song, uh, Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, which... <laughs> I was talking to my brother about Ariana Grande and like how, how messed up it is, all the stuff that she's doing in, in this relationship or whatever. And he's like, well, you're the same one who's listening to break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. And like, you're bopping along to it in the car. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. But that's not because I'm actually supporting <laughs> that lifestyle. It's just because it's a bop. Uh, I just like it. It's like the people who say, oh, I don't actually like the lyrics of that ratchet rap music. I just like it for the beat. Exactly. Especially I'll come from like Christian circles and that's that's people are like, oh, I, I don't I don't let the the words get into my spirit. I heard one girl say once I just listen for the beat and then tune out. <laughs> well, the actual it's true. Words. Like I don't I don't actually want to shoot up a trap house and sip lean, uh, but I'll still listen to rappers who, who rap about stuff like that, you know. So I, think I cannot <laughs> believe who was it? Your girl. Was it your girl SZA or who, who wrote the the. I killed my ex song that was like That's number SZA. one this past year yeah kill bill dude i i listened to to it with my wife because we were like what are the kids listening to these days let's listen to some of the top songs on spotify while we were driving one day and oh like you're literally just talking about killing your ex like and <laughs> not even joking about it which i guess you know it's songs fictional or whatever but like I just was astounded that and maybe I'm old and crotchety and curmudgeonly, but like that is just crazy to me. Yeah, you know, there's a song for everything these days. Uh, there's much worse in music. I, I'm not. I'm sure. It's funny because I listened to Kill Bill. I didn't think anything of it. So it's interesting to hear your experience of listening to it and being like, um, <laughs> is this OK? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's just like classic girl music. All girl music now is about like hating men, wanting to kill your ex uh, and, and stuff of that nature. Yeah. But yeah, just because. I was, you know, dancing along to break up with your girlfriend on board. Doesn't mean <laughs> I wanted uh, Ariana Grande to go and sleep with SpongeBob. Please, but, please. But do you think that uh, that this music like has an impact culturally on like young girls, young women, how they think about themselves and how they think about relationships, especially mm, Ariana's? I don't know. 
Or is it like know. to the same degree that we could say, you know, hip hop had an influence on the white kids who like it, like they just listen to it, but they're not actually going out and doing the crazy things that are being said in some of these yeah, songs. Yeah, I think it's very, it's uh, it's going to change based on, I guess, the individual who's taking the music. There's plenty of people, I think, like myself, who listen to like Ariana Grande or rap music and hip hop, and we're not internalizing the message of the music and thinking we want to emulate these people in any way, shape, or form. I do think there are other people who listen to music like this and are feel inspired by the music and feel like this is something they want to emulate in their lives the difference i think comes in like at what point in your life are you listening to this music if you're introducing rap music to like a four-year-old uh i think it's far more likely that they're going to internalize the messaging of that music and take them on as role models than if you're like a teenager or an adult listening to music when you have your critical thinking skills yeah. uh, intact yeah, I think that broadly speaking, it's kind of like how they say with video games, like, oh, if you play these violent video games, you're going to go, you know, be violent. And that's been shown to be more often than not, not true. Um, right. And I think the same probably applies with the music. But I do worry about just the, the, the messaging here um, mm -hmm. in the same way that we talked in the past about like Lizzo normalizing like this, this body positivity stuff, which on the one hand, it's good to, you know, not be proud of who you are and to not be like afraid to be yourself. And that's like a, a positive message, but it can go too far when you're saying that like, no, your unhealthy lifestyle is what's good and is what's beautiful and is what should be celebrated and normalized. And we should pretend like the realities associated with that are not realities. And I feel like what Ariana is doing with this song is like hiding the celebration of bad character behind authenticity. And if you believe that just being true to yourself, like I, I wrote down one of the lines, she said, now I'm so done with caring what you think. No, I won't hide underneath your own projections or change my most authentic life. And that sounds good, right? Like it's true that you don't want to live your life a slave to the opinions of other people. That's a that's a generally a good attitude to All have, right. but not when your authentic self is somebody who does not respect the uh, boundaries that people have when they're in a relationship and you're deliberately entering into that and stealing people's men away repeatedly and then defending that behind, oh, well, that's just me being authentic. Well, now you be defending your authenticity is really just defending your lack of character and your homewrecker tendencies. And I don't think that that's a healthy thing to be celebrating or modeling. And yes. uh, so if you're preaching this message that, oh, yeah, girls, you all just need to be your authentic selves. And that means being you and do only thinking about yourself and not respecting people's relationships and being true, you know, to, to your, your deepest feelings and what you want. And that's all that matters. You know, the world be damned, other people's relationships be damned. Like that's, that's not a good attitude. And I, I do worry that that's being inculcated, even though with the caveat that like, like not every kid fully absorbs the message that's in every song, obviously. And I had right. plenty of stuff that was not the best that I probably listened to when I was younger and probably still to this day. But uh, I do worry that there's like a tinge of that that mentality and that ideology that's being normalized and communicated to younger generations. Oh, 100 percent. You know, you just made me think of something. Some of the nastiest people you will ever meet who are just rude and malicious and just like devious in nature. You'll talk to them. And you're like, I'm just being real. I'm just being <laughs> honest. I'm just being my most 
most authentic self, as Ariana Grande would put it in <laughs> this music. And you have to be able to really see through that. And where I don't think people are being directly motivated towards certain actions by the music that they're listening to or the video games that they're playing, I do think there's an element of being desensitized to things that you should be more yeah. sensitive towards whether or not you're a kid listening to it and playing video games or like an adult uh, the more you see of these things the more natural and accepted it becomes i thought for sure she was gonna get like dogged on for this music and she is to some extent like people are coming after her and, and calling out what she's done and saying this is not really being authentic it's just being nasty uh but the amount of people who are like yes queen you tell them like you set the story straight we had the story straight. Um, please, please. We had all the information. The story is, is straight. Uh, if you still want to stand by her after it, it's totally fine. You know, I do think there's an element of being able to separate the art from the artist. And we do it in so many different ways in the things that we, you know, are entertained by in life and the, the media that we watch. Uh, but this is just one of them where now when I hear her songs, I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about that whole situation and just how messed up it actually is. So, yeah. And she's the one drawing that connection, right? She wants you to make the connection between her life and the things she's criticized for and her actions out there and her art and her music. And so it's not like we're reading things into things. Uh, it's like she's saying, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. So what? Like, that's literally the name of the song. So I think mm -hmm. she's inviting the criticism that we're levying against her by making that association directly in her music. And I just had one other thought here, you know, like it's a common theme in music, especially women's music, to have like female empowerment and be empowered because you are attractive to men and that you can sort of wield that and and get your way in a lot of things. And I think of like Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman uh, and songs like that, that kind of celebrate that aspect of like the, the power of the femininity and, and living that. Um, but as I'm looking at the lyrics to this song and I, I tried listening to it, I got like halfway through and then I went 2X just to get the whole vibe before the You show. tried listening to um, it and then you're like, why does it feel like I'm in a Forever 21 right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it just, you know, it's it's not my I'm like, I feel like I'm in a lab, like studying something from afar, you know, like, mm. um, uh -huh. but the idea came in my mind that uh, about meekness, basically, and meekness is not weakness. It's the uh, it's the ability to have power to get what you want, but not using that in an abusive or manipulative way. Right. It's, it's doing the right thing. And so what Ariana lacks, she has that power, but she doesn't hold back from using it in a way that's selfish and manipulative that is at the expense of other people and that's what she's celebrating and i think it's one thing to celebrate your power as a woman and femininity and all that and that's good but we should not be celebrating the abuse of that power and the same thing you know is true on the flip side for men like that's that's you want to be uh, like jordan peterson says you should be a monster you should be someone that is a force to be reckoned with in the earth but you should also have character that holds you back from oppressing other people from exploiting other people manipulating things to get your way in a selfish way and use your power to do good and and uh clearly that's not what ariana is communicating in her song and she's yeah. proud of that fact that she She's not meek, but rather using her power to be a homewrecker and to make the world all about her and her inclinations and desires. And that's not a, again, I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse and be a curmudgeon here, but yeah. it's just, 
I'm, I'm not not feeling it. Not vibing with it. Not vibing with it. Nor am I vibing with it. I'm curious how you guys feel about separating art from the artist. Do you do that in your lives? Maybe we can put a poll in the chat. Do you separate uh, artists and their art? Meaning, if you heard a story about an artist you didn't like, would you still be listening to their music? I... I waver on this. There's certain artists that they just do something that strikes me so much that I just can't listen to their music anymore. Like I don't listen to anything from like Chris Brown anymore. Uh, mm. But I'll, I will say occasionally I'll listen to uh, Ariana Grande. There's, I guess, different, a, a spectrum of how these things hit us and, and what we tolerate and what we don't tolerate. Uh, so I'm curious to hear from you guys. What are some artists you no longer listen to? What are some artists that you still vibe with, even though you know they've done wrong? <laughs> Let I can me tell know. you for my wife, uh, JT, Justin Timberlake is in the doghouse right now. She uh -oh. grew up loving him and Britney Spears. Those are her two favorites and has always been. And uh, when Britney's book came out and she said that he basically forced her to have an abortion or encouraged her to, uh, that didn't fly with my wife. So he's in the doghouse for now, and she's not separating the art from the Oof. artist in that case yeah, anymore. Yeah, and he's done a lot of music. Uh, JT's a tough one. JT's yeah, a tough one. That's a tough one, one to give up. Indeed. He, she did send me a thing that he's having like a concert in Memphis soon that's like you have to get on a wait list for, and she's like... Get on the wait list with your email just in case. Like, okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe he's uh, been in purgatory long enough. Yeah, you see, it, it comes and it goes. I'm sure we all do it. And it's hard to actually keep up with the actual personal lives of all the art that we listen to, right? I'm sure there's many things that we listen to or consume, and we just have no idea what these people are up to in their personal lives. And maybe there's an element of we, we shouldn't know what's going on in their personal lives, and we've entered... Uh, a, a parasocial status that we will never recover from in this current day and age where we know everything about celebrities and what they do outside of the art that they create. Speaking of separating art from artists, will you guys be watching Stranger Things season five? Because there is an active boycott of this show and this newest season that will be coming out happening right now. And it's mainly because of uh, Zionist actors, Noah Schnapp and Brett Gelman, who are uh, two actors featured on Stranger Things. I'll be honest, I stopped watching Stranger Things after like, I think halfway through season three. It was feeling a little mm. bit gimmicky, a little cheesy to me. So I set that show aside a long time ago. But I see more and more people talking about Stranger Things and the fact that they will no longer support the show because of things that uh, Noah Schnapp and Brett Gelman have said. Brett Gelman is a uh, very uh, forthright, I guess, in, in his Zionist opinions and talks about the, the current conflict that's happening right now uh, between Israel and Palestine. Noah Schnapp, of course, made the news in defending Israel while also posting a video on the internet where he was handing out stickers saying that Hamas is ISIS and that Zionism is sexy. So, of course, the pro-Palestinian camp, which I would imagine is a large portion of the Stranger Things viewership is no longer going to be watching season five. Plus, we have this story. Eduardo Franco, who I believe is Native American in background, was playing a character named Argyle on uh, Stranger Things, and he was not called to appear on the uh, season five as that character. Now, people are tweeting out here, one of the few POC actors getting axed from the show, but the Zionists get to stay. Why am I not surprising? I think they meant, why am I not surprised? Now, this got 157,000 likes, 20,000 retweets. 
Um, I, like I said, am not watching Stranger Things in the first place, so I will not be watching uh, this this newest season. I uh, do not share Zionist sentiments, but you know, if people do, that's a whole other thing to me. You would have to point to me that there's some sort of like active uh, discrimination happening on the set of, of Stranger Things. We know that not to be the case. There are other uh, POC characters on Stranger Things who will be reappearing uh, in, in season five. In fact, one of the main characters, I forgot what his name is. His real name is Caleb in, in real life, the actor's name. And he is one of the main boys in Stranger Things. He's going to be reappearing and he happens to be African-American. So I don't think uh, that, that Stranger Things has a diversity problem or discrimination problem. Now, if the show itself came out and said, this is how we feel about, you know, uh, Israel, Palestine, and started pushing a, a, its own separate narrative or somehow infused it into the show, you have every right, you know, to decide whether or not you want to watch something and whether or not you want to be a viewer. I, I don't think much of it. I wonder if it's going to make an actual dent in the viewership of this show and uh, whether or not it, it makes Netflix take action. I don't see that happening considering Noah Schnapp is such a, a pivotal character in the show itself. Yeah, bringing, bringing back the actors who have played pivotal characters in a series for another season is not siding with things that the actors have said publicly. Right. Um, I don't think whatever they have said, I, I haven't looked very critically at it, but I don't think it necessarily rises to the level of Netflix needing to come out and condemn it. Um, and so because of that, I think it's it's a nothing burger. And I don't think that um, failing to bring back a much more peripheral character, uh, this, this Native American guy with kind of this pothead pizza man who was friends with Jonathan, one of the, one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a great, great cast. He was really fun to watch. He was funny and a good character that's written in, but definitely more of like a side person. Um, and bring, not bringing him back is, does not mean you're racist or anti-Native American. Like, right. let's, let's calm down everybody. Like, the only reason to be outraged about this story on either side is just if you're thinking in terms of identity politics and cancel culture and wanting to, you know, cancel people over their private views or personal views and uh, or reading into reading racism into something where there is none. And it's just like, just make a good show. Just hopefully they make a good show. I personally think that Stranger Things has kind of dropped off in the last couple of seasons. It was like really gripping at the beginning and it's kind of lost me a little bit in recent years. And I, I'll probably watch whatever they put out next, the next season. But, um, you know, just just make it as good as you can. And all these problems will fade into the background, I promise. Yeah, we'll see. And I, it would be... It would be easier for me to like maybe understand if they had uh, if they were like getting rid of you know pro Palestinian actors, which I've heard some shows have engaged in. I know there's some big controversy in regard to to Scream Seven and something uh, to that effect. Although I haven't looked into it too deeply, so I don't know what the actual uh, statements were of the actors or slash actress that was taken off of the show. But that would probably be more outrageous. I would imagine that there are going to be uh, pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian actors, uh, cast members, you know, people in production working on Stranger Things 5. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's a pretty contentious uh, contentious time. So I wonder how Noah Schnapp is going to even be received on the, the set of Stranger Things, given his comments. But I guess we shall see again. I'm not I'm not watching the show, so 
we're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna move on here. Let me know if you guys are gonna be watching uh, Stranger Things season five in the comments down below. Now we're getting into aviation stories, which I don't like because I don't like flying guys, <laughs> and you guys know this. I've always been fearful from, uh, of flying. I know the statistics. I know a plane has never crashed due to turbulence. I know it's like sitting in jello, and you know nothing's gonna happen virtually when you're on a plane. But let me tell you, if I had been on this flight from Alaska Airlines where the damn door plug came off the plane, which I'll show you a picture of right now. If I had been present on this flight, (laughs) I don't know if I would ever see the inside of an airplane ever again, because that is traumatizing. It's traumatizing. Now, luckily, there was uh, nobody sitting, I believe, in the two seats uh, next to where that door plug flew off the plane. I believe some iPhones were were lost uh, in the wake of that coming off mid-flight at about 16,000 feet above the ground, and the phone survived. Uh, now, would you as a human survive that? I don't think so. I really don't think you you would. Now, in the aftermath of this, of course, there's been a massive investigation. This happened on a Boeing 737 MAX 9, I believe is what they're called. And people have been investigating the bolts that, you know, keep these, these door plugs in place and come to find out the... I guess company responsible uh, for providing the door plug to Boeing is Spirit Aerosystems. So you're going to hear this company name, Spirit Aerosystems, quite a bit throughout this story. Now, it's awakening another conversation surrounding uh, airlines and airline companies, and that is a conversation surrounding DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Through this, we can sort of decide whether or not we think DEI may have been at play here, what we think is responsible for this mishap happening on Boeing 737 MAX 9s. But for the record, I hope we get to the bottom of this and we fix this problem because I cannot. Now I'm going to be looking up every single flight that I'm on and checking which sort of airplane model it is before I decide whether or not I'm going to go on the trips. But let's get into these James Lindsay tweets. It says, Spirit Aerosystems is the company that provided Boeing the door plugs, one of which failed. Boeing prioritizes DEI and ESG in its supply chain because of ESG requirements, and Spirit Aero delivers DEI and sustainability are at the top of their careers page. So DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion, just so you guys know uh, the terms here. ESG is environmental social governance. It's essentially... Uh, how do I say this? It's a list of sort of regulations and different metrics that you can meet as a company or uh, or a corporation in order to boost your ESG score, your environment social governance score. And it's how are you doing with the environment? Like, what's your carbon footprint? How green is your company? Socially, how are you doing uh, with, with DEI and inclusion and, uh, you know, uh, diversity and governance? How is that all working within your company? The higher your ESG score, the more benefits you get from the governments, the more networking you can do with other corporations, and essentially the more profits you are able to bring in as a corporation. Now, when you look at Spirit Aerosystems, we can take a look here. 
We love that little diverse picture. They got somebody from every ethnic group <laughs> to be a part of their careers page. We can't wait to meet you. Diversity, equity, and inclusion at the top of their priority list. Sustainability at the top of their priority list. Now, moving on here, I'm going to show you this, uh, this video that Matt Walsh posted. It says, ladies and gentlemen, meet the dream team at the manufacturer that made the plane door that just blew off in the middle of a flight. Now, we don't know that this is the exact team responsible for the exact door plug that came off on the exact Boeing 737 MAX 9, but just take a look at the video. It is going to be muted because your girl doesn't want, does not want a copyright claim. Just, uh... Take a look. Just imagine, imagine some, some music. music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just imagine Ariana Grande's breakup with your girlfriend. Oh, I'm no. bored playing over this. We see a nice little all-female team from Spirit Aerosystems. Hell yeah, brother. Woman power. Don't we love that? And they're diverse. Look at the look at all the different races that are present in this video. Now, do I know that DEI is responsible for this door plug coming off the plane? No. Okay, for all I know, it could be some white guy named Michael who put the bolts in wrong. I don't know. I don't know who's responsible for it. What I can say, though, is that a deep commitment and prioritization of diversity, equity, inclusion at a company or corporation is never a good sign as to how that company or corporation is functioning and whether or not they're prioritizing actual quality. It could very well be that this door plug came off because there was, you know, a minor mishap uh, from, from one employee. Or it could be that corporations in general and those in the airline industry are prioritizing quantity over quality. And we're going to have many other mishaps like that because that's just the nature of the system that we're in. Could also be that they don't have their priorities straight and we're worrying about diversity, equity, and inclusion when we should be worrying about the quality of the planes that are going to be flying in the sky with people inside them who have lives that they likely want to keep. <laughs> Probably. That's a good assumption. We did get a super yes. chat, $50 super chat from Mike, the dad Crosby. Uh, we read those immediately. He said, I've got a friend that's a pilot. He says that there are many potential diversity hire accidents that are being covered up interesting and we also just asked you guys in the chat are you concerned that air travel could be less safe due to diversity equity and inclusion efforts and 75 percent of you say yes 25 percent say no yeah dude i was telling you this whenever i get on a plane now which actually is quite frequent with the job that i do currently whenever i get on a plane now if i hear like it's a female pilot or an all-female crew i'm quaking in my boots ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is not something that i ever want to hear when being on an airplane and no don't media matters me right now and clip this and make me out to be some sort of misogynist because i'm not it's not because i dislike the idea of having female pilots or that i think that they are unqualified or that I think we could not randomly have an all-female crew on an airplane. You know, these things, when they exist independently of diversity, equity, and inclusion, cool. I couldn't give a shit whether or not you are a female or a man who is flying my plane. But if you're saying in an effort to push DEI, we have an all-female flight crew, which means we're looking through qualified candidates and then shaving off the vast majority of them so that we can emphasize the fact that we want a woman on this flight, 
I'm gonna be a little bit scared that the plane's not gonna land on the ground properly, or actually that it will land on the ground expeditiously. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you have that Southwest tweet too. They tweeted out the uh, yes. this picture of an all-female flight crew, and they were like all proud of it, and then they deleted it because of the backlash. And I'm like you, Amala, I, I, in a vacuum, don't care. I really don't. Like you know, I would could could assume that the only way you're going to become a pilot is because you go through the rigorous training required to become a pilot. And then you are in that cockpit. And I trust that. But when we live in a world where the systems that govern uh, who gets to sit in that seat are prioritizing the identity characteristics of people that are able to sit in the cockpit instead of their competence, or at least over their competence, uh, then yeah, you're giving me a rational, logical reason to have a little bit of concern and doubt. And this is literally like a life and death situation that we're talking about 30,000 feet above the air, uh, or not above the air, in the air, uh, above the ground. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that, that's that's a rational thing to, to think and reason to, so I'm not like a misogynist for having that thought. Uh, it's, the, it's the reason why we have that thought is because of the policies that are being put into companies like Boeing, airlines, and uh, the general culture that we have of, oh, pa patriarchal oppression, we need to prop up people and shave off, like you said, uh, other candidates who would otherwise be qualified and, and broaden the pool of people that we have to choose from to do this job. Um, it's it's completely rational to feel that way. And I won't be gaslit into, into being called a misogynist because I, I have that hesitation. Yes, no, and you know, I can hear the comments, right? They, they are just as qualified as any other person who is going to be piloting a plane. They have to go through the same trainings. They have to go through the simu simulations. We know all this, we understand all this. But just if, you're, if your logic is intact, right, and you get a group of a thousand applicants to be a pilot, and out of that thousand applicants, we already know uh, the majority of those applicants are going to be men. Okay, so immediately you're going to say, I'm gonna take about 50 to 70% of these applicants and I'm just gonna put them in the paper shredder. We're not doing any men. Okay, now let's assume that like 30% are, are women who are applying for these jobs. Then you go from that and you're gonna go, out of these candidates, white women, nah, we don't want white women. Let's take another 60% out of the 30% that we have left and we're just going to throw that uh, away. Then from there, I want, say, a black woman, which represents not 13% of the population, 6% of the population. How much are you taking off of that initial stack of 1,000 applicants in order to find somebody who meets your diversity quota? It's ridiculous. It's a super illogical thing to do. And just by the very nature of you looking for somebody with a specific sex and a specific race, you are getting out a bunch of probably way more qualified applicants. That's just the nature of the game. That's just what happens purely if we're looking at it from, you know, statistical likelihood that has nothing to do with your actual sex and with your actual race. We understand they go through the same trainings, they go through the same simulators, but again, how many great candidates are you getting rid of? And we're not the only ones concerned about it. It's not like we're just sitting on the outside looking at this and saying it doesn't make sense. You have actual pilots who are trying to sound the alarm saying, hey, we have some really, you know, 
long-term pilots have been in the game 20, 30 years. They've stacked up a ton of experience. They may not meet this new like DEI uh, initiative, you know, uh, uh, status that everybody's trying to reach right now, but they're on their way out. And what you're gonna be left with is all the uh, DEI hires. And when you are way more concerned with how your coworkers and colleagues and your employees look than their actual competence, you're gonna have a problem. Calling it now. Just gonna call it now. Oh, by the way, here's this uh, Southwest tweet right here. An all-female flight crew. Go off, queens. That's what I love to hear. Go off, queens. Uh, and they had to delete this tweet because people were saying, you should not be emphasizing the sex of your crew. Instead, you should be worried about who is the most qualified to be on the plane and to be on that flight crew. And they deleted it because they couldn't take the heat. Go off, queens. Hi, Yeah, which I'm like, it's, is that a victory that they deleted the tweet, but uh, are they changing any of their policies? Are they backing down from this ideology? I'm not nope. seeing anything encouraging. And so that doesn't, that doesn't make me any more apt to want to fly, fly with them. And as you're talking, I'm thinking too, of like just an outcomes based uh, argument. When we look at the, the performance of students who are put at the top of the line because of diversity in, in university admissions, uh, they become, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm talking to pretty much in generalities, but they have a, a much higher uh, non-graduation rate or dropout yes. rate. Um, and so just, it is rational to, you know, uh, translate that over into if we are prioritizing people like pilots or people that are working on airplanes uh, that are from lesser qualified uh, parts of the candidate pool uh, and we're fast tracking them through the system, we're setting them up for failure or setting ourselves up for failure in that way by not prioritizing the, the rigorous uh, standards. And so we're either going to have to like lower the standards overall or just uh, live with a, a, pilot shortage or attrition rate that is just completely unnecessary if we just didn't go down this route. And one of the pieces of evidence that came out uh, in relation to all of this was uh, that they have this, these things called HBCU partners that uh, different airlines partner with that are like basically pre preparatory training centers or schools. And those are emphasizing diversity candidates. And they found that the SAT scores of those candidates were much lower than the average pilot. And that is, again, just a concerning thing. You don't want setting to set people up for failure. Now, if you're qualified to do the job, great. But uh, why are we putting incentive structures in the system to have the outcome of, generally speaking, not the best people that are available for the job when it comes yep. to literally life and death in the air? And it's so funny that we have to even rationalize this. Like we have to go through all the different ways that this could go wrong or why diversity hiring is not, uh, you know, the proper metric to be to be judging people on or to be, you know, giving jobs out. It's crazy that you even have to rationalize it when at the very heart of it, it is discrimination. It's straight up racism. <laughs> it is straight up racism. So it doesn't even matter whether or not your diversity hired pilots are you know, landing the planes properly or making sure that everybody's safe, 
it's discrimination to get a stack of job applications and say, we're just going to look at the brown ones or we're just going to look at the women. So at the very heart of it, it's already wrong. But now we have to make the argument as to why this is not a proper system to be implemented on airlines. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Shame on me. I've I've internalized this uh, anti-patriarchal thinking that uh, I've internalized the, this notion that I have to do more to rationalize why discrimination is bad based on outcomes. When, yes, you're right. It's just on the principle alone. Uh, you should not discriminate against people based on their immutable characteristics. That is just wrong. We've known that uh, pretty much as since the civil rights movement, at least we've been practicing it more. Uh, but, you know, we since we enshrined that idea in the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal under God. Uh, and that in and of itself is a guiding principle or should be one that we can argue on. And the fact that outcomes support it is further evidence that we shouldn't. But you're right. Shame on me for resorting to that when <laughs> yeah, I should I just mean, be standing on principle. We'll we'll see what happens, though. If y'all want to wait for another door plug to fall off, I'm, uh, we can do that, too, I guess. I don't <laughs> know, like, what the argument is. And there's just so many crazy videos from these airline companies that have been coming out. Like, here's one from uh, Alaska Airlines. I cannot show you uh, the, the music, but... Here we go. Just take a look at that. This guy's saying gay, 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 gay. I know you can't hear it, but just assume it's there. When I say gay, you say gay. Wonderful. Okay. That's another Media Matters can cut that one and make it look like you're just saying this guy's gay, gay, gay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine. And look at them with their their rainbow ties. Oh my gosh. Drag queen flight attendants. Dude, if I walked on a plane and this was going on, I'll miss the trip. I'm sorry. I, I'll, I'll take the L, I'll take, you know, whatever that means for the amount of money I spent on the flight itself. And please, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll get the next flight out. Okay, here's another one. Uh, and this one is from, let's see, which, which company is this one? Spirits. Okay, now Spirit Airlines wants you to know. Wow. Yeah. Let your spirit soar. Rainbows everywhere. We love that. So not only are we discriminating based on race and sex, it seems like we also might be uh, giving priority points to those of LGBT uh, identification, which makes no sense. It makes no sense to hire people based on their race or their sex or who they sleep with and fall in love with. It's nuts, guys. It's actually nuts. You know what? I think I just figured out that viral plane lady. What happened? You know, remember she said that mother effer's not real. Maybe she was sitting next to <laughs> right. a trans flight attendant or something. Right. <laughs> You're not real. That could very well be what happened. That's Amala on her next flight. <laughs> no, I'm just going to get off. I'm not even going to create a scene. I'm just going to see myself. I'm be like, I'm so sorry. I think I got on. I think I got on the wrong flight. I honestly... I think I think I've made the mistake here, actually, <laughs> and, and I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> this one's on me, guys. Yeah, I will. I will see myself out. Actually, um, uh, you know, on an unrelated note, I will be bringing a parachute backpack to all flights from now on. <laughs> Smart. Uh, now, I saw this girl getting flamed on on X uh, slash Twitter, and I want you guys to decide whether or not she deserves it. I'm going to show you the video, and then you can try to figure out whether or not you even know why she's uh, getting a ton of backlash. Here we go. 
That's so pretty. I'm looking at a kuti. I love green. It's my favorite color. <gasps> How much for this? $3.50. $3.50? So it's around six Australian dollars. I'm gonna say $2.50. Excuse me? What about $2.50? Yeah. $2.50. No, fixed price. $2.50? $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.50. $2.
who has darker skin and they immediately find a way to make it racist. Right. It's like ridiculous. First of all, I would think that, that is super common for natives to do that in the first place. If you go to a market and you feel like you can get a better price on something, you try to give them, you know, to accept a, a bargain price on it, whether or not you're from there or you aren't from there. That's one element to it. The other thing is I can totally imagine and I've seen many a video where you're like a white person running around in a foreign country or just like any person who they can tell is not from there originally and they like hike up the price 200% in order to to sell you something and if you are not savvy and in keeping up with things and trying to you know bargain back and forth or if you don't know the proper value of things you're probably going to find yourself in a situation like this now she learned pretty quickly fixed price she paid it she bought the thing and she went about her business. <laughs> like, it's so it's so crazy to me to be that upset about something that ended up going the way you would have wanted it to go. She paid the original price and she went about her business. But there's so many reasons that one would try to bargain at a market like this and to be upset at this. Like, it's crazy how many views this video is getting. I saw multiple people post it, tens of thousands of, of likes and, and retweets and people saying that she's exploiting minorities. My goodness. Like, would you rather have not this uh, Indian merchant, businessman, artisan have been able to make some money off of this exchange? Would you rather him, her have not, you know, uh, patronized his establishment? Is that really the conclusion that you're advocating for here like you got right. the good outcome and it's 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 so uncharitable you see I, they see the racial dynamics and then immediately jump to the 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 oppressor oppressed framework for interpreting the situation when you could give her the benefit of the doubt and say maybe she didn't understand that it was a fixed price sort of situation which mm -hmm. when i if i were to walk into a, a market like that i would probably have the assumption generally when you're traveling you don't know what the hell's going on in the country if you're not speaking the language you're not familiar with all the the customs and the culture and so if you're brought to a market like that it's a common thing to barter and so it's not like this horrible assumption of you stupid horrible uh colonizing westerner to assume that you can barter with someone i think that's just a, maybe maybe a context uh, uh, mistake and she got corrected and then she paid full price so total nothing burger here people are just right. again looking for ways to inject the oppressor oppressed framework into everything leave home girl alone and let her wear her little pretty green and gold, I don't know what it, dress or whatever it, that mm. is is called. My goodness, do people have a stick up their butt these days? <laughs> Guys, we are going to get into your super chats. Let's hear from okay. you. Okay, and that's our goal next week, resolution to get some music for the segment. Yes, <laughs> hopefully we Monday we will have music for you guys. Get the energy up. Uh, but we'll 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 keep it energetic for you just <laughs> by reading because Amala yes. always brings it, and I'm gonna try not you know, to have a stick on my butt or be a stick in the mud <laughs> and uh, read these enthusiastically. So mm -hmm. Pitlin44 is our first one today. He says we need to establish a charity where they raffle off tickets to stand on the red carpet and throw tomatoes at celebrities. It oh. would be a win-win because uh, we raise money for good causes and treat the celebrities as they deserve. Oh, wow. There's some, I, I, I'm uh, getting notes of animosity in that super chat. I mean, I'm sure there are many people who would pay money to do that. I'm not advocating that that is uh, the solution, however. Uh, Satma Dude says, Ariana Grande is a big meanie pants. Also, and he said something mean about me, but I'm not going to read it anymore because I'm not going to incentivize 
being bullying in the super chats. Me. There we yeah, go. You can flame the 1975, but I'm drawing the line at hemorrhoids jokes. Okay? <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, gross. no one wants to hear that stuff, my dude. But gross, gross, gross. thank you for your money. Appreciate it. Uh, Must Pavlov Dog says, listen, I listen to this show while I exercise. I took six months, but I lost 25 pounds and reached my goal weight. Turns out rolling my eyes at woke BS burns calories. Okay. (laughs) Can I get a round of applause for that? That is very, very cool. I've been working out pretty hardcore, you guys, too. I have a gym membership. My gym is, you know, hanging out right down the street. I go there. I meet a ton of you guys all the time, which is kind of <laughs> awkward because I never, obviously you don't look your best, you're at the gym. And then I feel like when I look the absolute worst is when the most people come up and they're like, do you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know you can't tell it's me because I look like I'm homeless right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been going to the gym too. Uh, but 25 pounds is insane in six months. Congratulations. Yeah, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, I'm even I'm going on a cruise in a few weeks. And since for the last week or so, I've been tracking my macros and trying to cut down nice. a little bit of that extra uh, holiday gains or whatever, the unwanted gains. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel you and celebrate that. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, let's see. Leon says, hi, Omelin Taylor. Just wanted to wish you a happy Friday and to thank you for your Aww. presence on YouTube. Appreciate you both. Thank you, and happy Friday to you, too. I hope you guys have some fun plans for your weekend and that you're going to have a good time with some good people, and we appreciate you watching. That was so nice. Daniel Santana says, wishing you a joyful Friday and hoping that you both have an excellent weekend. Wow, everyone's got the good vibes today. Oh, my gosh, everybody's spreading the love on (laughs) today's Super Chat. We hope you have a good weekend. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. And one up your niceness. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Alyssa Cottom says, uh, on the topic of music, what are both of your opinions on One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer? They're two of my favorite bands. Okay. Or my two favorite bands. First of all, I used to be obsessed with Five Seconds of Summer. Let me tell you about this. I, me and my best friend in, I, was it middle school or high school? I don't know. We were so obsessed with Five Seconds of Summer that uh, one night they were going to be like, their music video for She Looks So Perfect, I think, made it on to like the MTV's like top 50 hits or whatever. And it was going to be played at like three in the morning. We stayed up till three in the morning to just watch the She Looks So Perfect music video air on MTV. Seen them in concert, uh, you know, I think once or twice. I don't remember. But I have like a memory box in my closet and we I still have like the the five seconds of summer wristband that I got at that concert. I no longer listen to five seconds of summer, but I used to be such a big fan of of that band. Um, so yeah. And One Direction, any thoughts on One that? One Direction, they're okay. My sister was more obsessed with One Direction. I've heard their songs here and there, but was never super, super into them. But yeah, I did have my boy my boy band phase, and it was uh, Five Sauce, hundred <laughs> percent. I uh, oh. yeah. You, you have told me about Five Seconds of Summer for the first time in my life, Alyssa. I have never heard of that. You've band. never heard of Five Seconds of Summer? Wow. No. And I'm dating myself. Callum, um, Luke, but... Ashton, and Michael. You've never heard of them, <laughs> dude. I have so many stories about this band. They did. They once. I don't know if anybody ever actually won this like game contest that they put out but they made a five seconds of summer like pc game that you could play (laughs) 
And they said, oh whichever fan gets the most points on this game, you get to like meet them or like go to a concert or something like that. Something crazy where they pay for your, your whole trip or whatever. The amount of hours I spent playing that game. <laughs> That's funny. It's not okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, I, I'm from the generation of NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, maybe five. You know, like the, mm-hmm. that was the, the era I grew up in, like late 90s, early 2000s. So those are the boy bands I'm familiar with. And I was actually more, I was team NSYNC over Backstreet Boys, but I like both. And I was like super into NSYNC for a while. Wow. Uh, so everybody has their phase, right? Yeah. Mine yeah, was Justin so. Bieber in Five Sauce, 100%. Yeah, like so Bieber was he, he was like a kid and I was like older uh when he came on the scene so I'm like I can't listen to this kid like that's girl <laughs> But then you heard that. his he's voice and you couldn't well, help then, it. Then then that Purpose album I was like, "Oh, he's kind of like uh-huh. come into his own a little bit. This is dope." And I've been a big Bieber fan ever since. So uh we we played a bunch of Bieber at, at the wedding. Fair um, enough. My wife and I. So, not a total hater. One Direction was just I was too late for that too. I just I'm sure they're talented guys, but yeah. Anyway, they're fine. Great question, Alyssa. <laughs> Margaret Peterson says, uh, "Hey, Amala, have you ever read Brave New World? Super interesting and very applicable to our times, I think." I've, or how about Atlas Shrugged? I have not, and the only reason I have not read these books is that I hear so much about <laughs> them from people who like do commentary or like talk about culture and talk about how like our minds are being subverted that I almost feel like I've read the books. So it's kind of from all all the commentary that I get, it's kind of uh, it's lost its its luster for me to actually go and read the book. And I know I still should because I'm sure there's new things I would glean from it, or I'll get my own you know vantage point on on what's written in it. But a lot sure. of the uh, commentators have taken away my drive to read those books. Yeah, it's basically like watching the news. Am I right? We basically live in the, the world of soma. Um, <laughs> I read Brave New World, but I have not read Atlas Shrugged. That's a little bit more of a, a bigger book. Yeah. But same thing. I've read read or heard, gleaned enough from people talking about Ayn Rand and her ideology to kind of piece together what, what the main takeaways are. But it's right. I'm trying. I'm always trying like each year to get more classic works of literature under my belt. Sure. And um, have read those, so. Uh, Celtic Blacksmith says artists can ruin their own art. I listen. I used to listen to a lot of head PE, but I can't stand their message anymore. But to each them. their own, release a groan. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's always different artists that I feel like have that effect on me. Like I said, Chris Brown can't listen to a thing anymore. Uh, Paramore pisses me off, which sucks because they are an amazing band. And I can still sort of listen to some of their music. But Haley Williams with her political stuff and like, calling out of her own fans at concerts just because they disagree with her is just astounding to me. Uh, so there's, I'm sure I could think of more if I People were saying Maren Morris earlier in the chat. That was another one. Yeah. And she's great. She alienated her she makes fans. Some, she makes some pretty good music. So yeah, it sucks to just like, Oh, I don't really want to listen to this right now. And now like what I know about you personally has tainted my experience in listening to a song that otherwise would be pretty, pretty good. Alas. Uh, Alas. Phoenix says, as a longtime Ariana Grande fan, it's sad to see what she's been doing. I miss her old, sweet, and more innocent music like The Way, One Last Time. She's changed mm-hmm. so much. It's sad to see. Mm-hmm. But then I'm I remember like, the way. I like has the she way. really changed, though? Because now I'm looking back at all these past relationships, and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you did the same thing in every single one. There just wasn't a baby present 
in those. Mm-hmm. Dude, I... Still selfish. I love the way you make me feel. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's all and, about you. And knowing how she got Mac Miller, too. But, mm. dude, I'll give her some credit. Like, there's been a lot of tough things that have happened to her. What happened with Mac Miller is really tough. Her, her Manchester concert that literally had a terrorist attack at it. I'm sure that's, like insane to to go through as as an artist there's a lot of things and just fame in general is not the the easiest uh condition to be to be living under although people get a lot of shit for it uh it's yeah there's 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 room for me to give her grace but not sitting down at lunch with somebody who you're sleeping with and telling their wife i can't wait till i have a life like this and a life like yours Oh my gosh! I don't know what I would do as the wife, um, but wow! It's audacious. She handled it with grace. That woman. Yeah, free, free it that woman. It is audacious. Woman. The audacity. Uh, Chico catches in a fifty dollars super chat. Jumped to the front of the line. Okay. Says majority of pilots are retired Navy pilots. The percentage of men is ninety three percent and seven percent female. That should tell you the pool of diversity is low. <laughs> So then imagine what we're going to be looking at in the future. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And I'm sure, like, naval experience has got to be, well, at least it seems to me to be far more extensive than what you would be getting uh, as, as a commercial pilot, although I know it's very different. You guys can fill me in on that in uh, the, the chat down below if I'm somehow wrong about that. But now you have, like, less and less people even uh, enlisting. So I doubt. Yeah, they're yeah. they're very low this year. Uh, in their in their quotas and like I think they said white enrollment in the in the military is uh, like it's cratered year over year for the last few years but that's kind of their Makes stated sense. goal right when you're saying we want to increase minority and other people well that yeah. implicitly means we want to decrease white people and they're getting the message apparently yeah they are uh, no diggity no doubts is are you giving no Tyler I would try to no assume he means me Taylor are you giving Taylor Martin Luther King Day off? <laughs> Long live the oh, 1975. You know what? We've never talked JK about that. JK Team Taylor. You know, if Taylor, if Taylor wants Martin Luther King Day off, he's more than welcome to have it off. <laughs> yeah, we've got a pretty chill. Uh, our previous place, we had like an unlimited vacation policy, and I think we just kind of translated it over. But we're so we busy, have. it's kind of like we just we make work, it work and then communicate. Okay, hey, I have to go do this thing, and we take off when we need to, but... Yeah. We're, we're still here for you. We almost never miss a day. We're I think we here. missed one day this year, but that's it. You you guys will have content on Martin Luther King Day. Don't you Indeed. worry. I know that you guys are going to be, you know, really observing the word of Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day, as we all do, right? We all go back and mm-hmm. read the I Have a Dream speech on that day, but we'll have content for you guys. So <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, uh, Maui says the old school anime, Rurouni Kenshin, got revamped but the author was arrested for so much cp it was thought that he was Ooh. selling it i wanted to watch it but i can't separate the art from the artist there yeah that's yeah, that's a tough one that's a yeah Eesh. that one i would not be able to separate the art from the artist on that one either that one's yikes <laughs> arctic fox says should we keep on separating art from the artist or only selectively for example ariana Donut Liquor Grande's song reflects herself, but should Noah's belief as an actor be tied to Stranger Things? Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody makes their own uh, individual assessment on that. And of course, certain things are going to strike you as a person harder than they're going to strike 
other people. Like, you, you guys remember when Ariana Grande licked that donut? I don't know if you guys even remember when this happened, but she was dating a guy named, I think, Jay at the time. I thought that was some Urban Dictionary thing that I was going to regret reading, so no. I'm glad it was an actual instance. <laughs> no, there was this huge, when I say huge scandal, it almost feels as like the world took this harder than they took her, you know, stealing Ethan Slater. Ariana Grande went into a donut shop, donut shop and caught on, you know, CCV footage is her taking one of the donuts, licking it and putting it back uh, uh. at the request of her boyfriend. And this was worldwide news. I feel like people in Singapore were gasping over Ariana Grande licking this donut and people were coming out and saying, she's such a horrible person. That is so selfish. That is so disgusting. And mind you, yeah, it's a pretty messed up thing to do. It's like those people who go, who film themselves on TikTok, licking the ice cream and putting it back in the grocery store. There's jail. a special place in jail yeah, for, for those people. And, uh, yeah, that she got a lot, a lot of heat for that. And I don't remember what her response was to it or if she ever came out and apologized or if she just like went on the DL with her life. But people were really upset about that donut. <laughs> and you do that Very in Singapore, upset. they beat you with a cane. Yeah, which for I real. think is justice. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed. It's something. But I'm, I'm glad I didn't inadvertently read something horrible, though. So. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Allison Williams says, as a female pilot, I can assure you that women are just as capable of flying commercial aircraft as men. However, I'm not sure. all women, just like not all men should. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you're you're just as qualified. You're meeting the same standards. You're going through the same training. All I'm saying is statistically and discrimination wise, not a good look to be doing that to your pool of applicants. It's very similar to what we saw with uh, with this whole Supreme Court justice thing that happened where Biden said, I promise you, you're gonna get a black female Supreme Court justice. Does that instill any sort of trust in you in the, the greater system at large and how it works? Because for somebody to be placed in a lifetime appointed position because of their race and, and their sex to me is, absolutely astounding. It doesn't matter that she, she is a judge and, and that she's qualified. When you choose to, to hire somebody based on those standards, you undermine the very system or institution that you are attempting to uphold. Yeah, and hurt the very people that you're trying to help, right? Yep. Because she, Allison, I would be, if I was in your shoes, I'd be pissed about the DEI stuff that is... Uh, giving people a rational reason to cast doubt on your qualification because they are promoting underqualified people or, yeah. or let, you know, focusing the pool on a narrow uh, slice of the available pool uh, because out of some misguided effort to help you. And in reality, they're giving people a reason to have doubts about the qualification. And I, mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing that happens with uh, students in university. Like you can get in as a minority student completely on your own merit and graduate in that and everything. But there's a wrap because of DEI standards in college admissions, there's rational reasons to wonder and question uh, how you got in. And that's going to, that follows people who don't deserve it to follow them. And so no one should be more against it than the people who are affected by it. And another um, another thing, too, because I, I know like the the question of qualification comes up a lot when we're talking about diversity hiring, affirmative action and things like that. And this is not to at all undermine your status as a female pilot. It's just to say that if we have, you know, a, a line here and this line, this invisible line that I'm creating represents qualified 
there are going to be hundreds of thousands of people who are above the invisible line of being qualified. What I want is the highest on the stack. I don't want I meet the standards, I pass uh, you know, the, the, the flight simulations, I'm licensed and everything like that, plus I'm female and I'm black. I want, not only am I qualified, I am the most elite among all commercial pilots, and that is why I was hired at the air at this at this particular airline company. Now, as soon as you say I'm going to do uh, hiring of just women or hiring of just black people or Hispanic people or natives, you've already thrown that out the window. You are not getting not only you're getting qualified, but you are not getting most qualified. The most part is a really important part of uh, of that whole equation. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, the organizing principle should be competence. We should have mm-hmm. competence being the organizing principle of hierarchies of competition. And, and when you confound that with ideology, you end up with worse outcomes, lower standards, and nobody benefits from that. Um, one yeah. more from Allison. She says, women actually capable slash natu- naturally interested were already trickling in before DEI-centered minds had to ruin it by forcing Uh, interest on people who might not otherwise have pursued a career in aviation. Yeah, see, that sucks, man. Because then you have women who are like, yeah, I I found this natural interest. I wanted to go for it. I've met the qualifications. Or they even are the most qualified. They're sitting at the most elite of elite. And now you've completely undermined their status. uh, And it's it's a huge status of, of leadership. I think, like, across the board, if you ask most people, what is a general fear that they have? A lot of them would say flying. So your job as an airline pilot is not only to, you know, get the plane from point A to point B. It is also to instill trust in those who are sitting on that plane with you. And the fact that that's been completely undermined by a force that is completely outside of your control, people should be pissed about that uh, because it it creates an imbalance and a lack of synergy within the very job that you have to show up to every single day while trying to instill confidence in those who are just there for the one flight and just want to make it to where they're going. So it's just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. (laughs) But having said that, it's awesome that you are a pilot. It is awesome that you are a female pilot and uh, glad that you're here chilling with us. So uh, Savrick says, hello, A and Tay. Amala, I was just at my sister's casa in Glendale over the holiday, and I had no free time uh, to meet up with a friend, so rain check on the street tacos. Uh, oh, gotcha. We can just brainstorm remotely, okay? <laughs> sounds good, sounds good, but it sounds like you you had a good time, considering you had no free time. Uh, busy, busy. One more from Savrick says, the deconstructionist ideology, this is what I was expecting. More. Yeah, Savrick always comes in with in the, the heat. first word, yeah. <laughs> The deconstructionist ideologies creating angry blacks and self-guilty whites through propaganda is but a tool for the really bad guys. Imagine you needed a remaining population in bondage to big daddy government. Whoa, I need that. I need you to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read it one more time. The deconstructionist ideologies creating angry blacks and self-guilty whites Uh through propaganda is but a tool for the really bad guys. Imagine you needed a remaining population in bondage to big daddy government. Yep. And that's how it is. It's all like anger and division and it's 
like part of you wants to go, oh, this is all a distraction and it's misplaced, but it's not exactly that. Like it, it's a it's a distraction from larger issues, but it's a distraction that actually has like real world tangible effects on our lives and like the, our, our quality of, of life. So it, it can't exactly be ignored uh, for the sake of going after like the bigger people who are behind it. And that's what's really ingenious about the about the entire thing is that it's a distraction, but one that needs to be taken care of before, you know, we move on to greater problems. Uh, McShane Fish says, hi, Amal and Taylor. Have y'all seen the, that video of a man in court attacking a judge recently? And if you have, what do you think about it? I thought that was insane. Considering the very nature of his presence in court was to say, you know, I've I've learned from the situation. Mind you, this guy has been uh, criminal after criminal after criminal, offense after offense after offense, and that's why he was in court in the first place. And to say that this guy has learned from his mistakes and then have him just completely just disregard all of that and lunge at the judge is insane. Uh, and kudos to that judge because she had to appear in court with that guy again, I believe just a couple days later, to levy the sentence that she was trying to give him uh, when he attacked her. And she did that and she did it with grace. And now he's gone on to be to be punished for the attack that he committed against her. Just crazy. Yeah, and she did throw the book at him, but justifiably so. Mm -hmm. uh, and... I know that in his second appearance, they had him in like shackles and uh, a spit mask because they didn't want him to be able to spit at her, which is you put yourself in that position, bro. Sorry. Yeah, it's disgusting. But also, what a leap. That was a high jump. My goodness. I'm like, dude, you could have you could have focused your eff your efforts elsewhere. You're Olympic bound, but <laughs> not yeah. anymore, man. Not anymore. <laughs> to the jail. Unless. Jail. Jump right into jail. Straight to jail. Uh, the Taylor fan club says, as soon as I saw that little white girl, I knew it was some nonsense on racism. The Wokies outrage is so predictable now. You referring yeah, to the barter video? Yeah, to the barter video. Yeah, we, we knew it. We just couldn't. I couldn't figure out exactly what race, what racist infraction uh, she had actually committed. But we got to the bottom of it. And it's just as ridiculous as what we initially thought. Uh, Knack says, in my university, they are giving financial support and scholarships to many groups of people, but most to many groups of people, but most of them. Uh, but if you are over 30, you don't qualify for almost anything unless you are trans. Uh, then there are no limits. Interesting. Love that. <laughs> I think that's going to serve them well. Yeah, that's that's been a thing for so long now. And uh, it's curious to say the least. I was always told when I was in school, mark black on your applications instead of biracial because you'll get more scholarships and opportunities by just identifying with that one side and it's bad. What a bad system. Alas. And I'm trying to figure out what country, what currency this is. It's ARS uh, with a dollar sign. Look it Someone up. Let me know in the chat. Um, Britt R. says, hey, Amala, I work as an analyst for Southwest. I'm a proud Latina with a math degree. DEI aside, I have no advantage other than my intellect and work ethic. Being brown doesn't mean I deserve my job. Yeah, we, we agree. Being brown does not mean <laughs> that you deserve your job. I wish Southwest would agree that that, that, that yeah. is also the case. So that's the thing. It's like uh, I met this guy once who uh, went to Yale Law School, and he 
like knew that a good part of the reason that he got into Yale Law School was because of affirmative action. And I'm not saying that's the case for your job. The sucky part is that nobody gets to know whether or not that's really the case for why they have their job or why they have their placement at Yale. And he said, you know, I'm qualified, obviously. I went through Yale Law School. I passed Yale Law School. But the whole time he was there, uh, you had people making comments of maybe you got in because of affirmative action and you stole somebody else's spot. And he said, independent of that, I was thinking to myself, well, it sucks that I don't know whether or not I actually got into this place because I deserve to be here or because of affirmative action. It has really nothing to do with your qualification because he goes into Yale and he gets through Yale and, you know, kudos to him for that. It's an amazing feat. It's just to say that there's still a small sliver of that pie that you've been robbed of because of the right. policies that the company that you work for or the school that you go to promotes. And you shouldn't be robbed of that. It should be clear cut. You got the job because you're qualified and you should be able to to stand on that and on that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And you're yeah. saying that being brown doesn't mean I don't deserve my job. I mean, not feeling inclined to defend DEI is what gives me more confidence that you are qualified. The more people feel like they need to defend DEI, yep. the less confidence I have in their confidence. They stay, they still very well, maybe, but uh, if you're trying to differentiate, say, you're differentiate yourself a little bit, I think that's one way. Yeah. Uh, ARS is Argent Argentine pesos, by the way. And thank oh, you okay. for those who that commented that down below. I heard y'all got some crazy uh, inflation right now. 200% in the neighborhood of that. Ooh, yoy, yoy. Hopefully this Malelli guy's ran that in. Uh, Irritated Citrus says, I met this guy on Grinder the other day and he wants to take me to the Cheesecake Factory and I couldn't stop laughing because of that one girl. <laughs> because of the Cheesecake Factory girl, for those of you who don't know, there was a Cheesecake Factory video. A guy took a woman to Cheesecake Factory on their first date and she refused to get out of the car and said, uh, Cheesecake Factory is not not quality enough for her and her company. I hope you have fun on your Cheesecake Factory dates because Cheesecake Factory is a fine establishment. <laughs> and it's a fine establishment for a first date. So hopefully you're saying yes and you are actually meeting him there. <laughs> I love how that became like a, a national, like, you know, standard yeah. online to measure dating by. Will you go to Cheesecake Factory? It's hilarious. Uh, RJ Adventure Ready says, I wonder if they would have the same opinions about flea markets. Also, facial hair is coming in well. Taylor, enjoy the weekend, y'all. Yeah, you're getting hella comments on the beard, Taylor. People are loving the beard. People are saying you look good the more it grows. Well, we'll see. I'll be looking like Gandalf out here for long. This part's, I, I don't know if I, if it's like white or blonde. I can't tell. Like if I have gray hair or blonde right now. Chin. I say you... Except the gray, I think. Yeah, just have the aged wisdom. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think when men just like, are like, yeah, well, if, if it's gray, we don't know. It's gray or blonde. But just, yeah, no, I'm not going to get no just for men or anything. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm well with it. Get that uh, salt and pepper package <laughs> just for men. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a love-hate because I love not having to uh, shave and, and trim as much, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a little bit like itchy. And I think I'm in that in-between stage. But um, anyways. Dude, I'm so glad I'm not a man. I feel like if I had a beard, that would be so annoying to have to, like, shave your face consistently or have it be itchy. Uh-uh. 
So glad to be yeah. a woman. Well, I'm glad to be a man, so we can have that <laughs> debate another day, I guess. Uh, uh, let's see. Stephanie Fonseca says, Amla, any luck on convincing your man to get a cat? I have 14. So Most are fosters. One of my foster dogs is about to complete a one year since being rescued. I posted a video to try and try to find her a forever home. Ah, oh, this is so funny cats. that you bring this up. That and also that's a lot of cats. <laughs> uh, but okay, so no, the answer is no. But also, I'm I'm okay. I'm not like trying to like push to have a cat or anything. I'm fully fine to like wait uh, to get dogs. The plan is to two dogs, two brothers or or sister dogs uh, in the future. But okay, I opened my front door the other day. And what do I see? A little kitten is outside my front door. The cat distribution system, in fact, did come for me. They must have heard me calling out uh, for a cat in my life. And there was two kittens and a mom cat. Of course, as soon as I opened the door, they like spread out and ran. One kitten ran in this direction, the other one ran and went down some steps and into my garage and the mom bolted. So I was like, okay, I don't know what to do about this. So I went and I had like tuna cans in my apartment. So I opened one up, I put food out, the mom is eating it, whatever, the kitten's eating it, everything's fine. They're chilling out in this little like back communal area that we have uh, where we live. So I'm like, okay, I'll just continue giving them food or whatever. I hear this noise, like the cats are screaming at each other. I'm like, what's going on? So I go outside and peer in to see. And where my garage is, there's like a little grate. So you're either in the garage looking through the grate at the backyard or you're in the backyard looking through the grate into the garage. And the mom is in the backyard looking through the grate and on the other side is the kitten and it's the kitten that ran into the garage. So they're screaming at each other and trying to get to each other but the grate has no hole big enough for the kitten to get through. So I'm like, okay, I have to go and get this kitten from my garage and get it over to the backyard. So I come downstairs and I immediately, when I open the garage door, the kitten runs and out of all the places it can run it runs into my car up into the tire and into the engine of my car so i'm like god damn it what am i supposed to do so i go and i'm like i don't even know how to open the engine of this car so i figure out how to open it and there's the cat but by the time i get the little lever up to hold the the car engine open it scurries down into the bottom so i'm like okay gosh darn it this cat clearly hasn't eaten in two days because it's been separated from the mother. So I'm like, how do I get this cat out of here? So I go sit in my car and I'm like, it's gonna come out because the mom's gonna call for it, it's gonna come out. It comes out, I try to grab it, it runs back into my car engine. It comes out a second time, I try to grab it, it runs back into my car engine. So then I'm like, okay. We gotta access my 200 IQ here. How do I solve this problem? <laughs> I went and I had cat food because I had bought some to feed the cats. So I go and I put cat food near the grate and then I go on YouTube and I Google what is like sound that a cat makes when it's calling for its kitten. <laughs> and then I start playing the sound off of my iPhone and into the garage and guess what? That kitten immediately came out of my engine thinking that its mom was there. So it jumps out, it goes onto the grate, it starts eating the food. I let it eat for a second and then I snatched it. And I got it. And this cat literally hated me. I have freaking scratches on my hands from it. And then I got it back to its mother. So I'm just out here, you know, you know, supporting the community, doing work for the people, connecting families. And what is the thanks I get? 
scratches on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you had not told me that story. That yeah, is crazy. No, that literally just happened. I, and I completely, it just escaped me to even talk about that. But then you asked me about getting a cat, and here we are. So no, I still <laughs> don't have cats, right? Um, but I'm feeding these two little hobos. <laughs> I feel like you kind of do have like three cats now. You're just not admitting it. Yeah, just I guess. Them, uh, one, of basically them, yours. one of them that attacked me. <laughs> if you're buying cat food and sitting in your car for hours to catch a kitten. I guess. I, mean. <laughs> I just felt so bad. I'm like, okay, I opened the front door and separated you guys. And now I have to I have to mend the reunite. situation. I, I have so. to reunite you, uh, you two. And, That's uh, hilarious. So there's my... My cat came in here a minute ago because it's almost his dinner time, but I was trying to get him to jump on my lap, but he, he ran yes. off. Yes. I have very a cute not cat. so nice older <laughs> kitty. Yeah, he's not very uh, friendly, but he's very cute. Married into it. Yep. Uh, but we're buddies now. I ignored him for like the first two years and uh. now he likes me. So uh, let's see. Uh, Elio says, I love Ari's music, but saying yes and to breaking up a marriage is crazy. I've been a fan since 2015. My guy's been watching the show for six months. Yeah, it's oh well. Thank you for watching the show for for that long. Uh, I'm thinking about it like from the perspective of like PR for Ariana Grande. If you're, you can't necessarily come out and apologize for what you've done. If you're going to continue dating the man and like being seen out in public and getting all these paparazzi photos or whatever, so then you can either like be silent about it and just release music and act like nothing happened, which might probably be the smarter route to take. Or you can release a song called Yes And. And uh, she chose the most diabolical of the three options <laughs> mm. and uh, decided to release this song. And you know what? It's probably going to be you know number one on Billboard and streamed a bunch and in every H&M and Forever 21 for the next yep. year because that's how the world works. Yeah, she'll overtake... Uh I killed my boyfriend's song by SZA for the number one yes. spot until Lil Nas's like blasphemous dressing up like Jesus and being oh, crucified yeah. comes the next number one hit. We're just like a yeah. degenerate society right now, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... I'm sure people thought that back in like Madonna days and oh right. my gosh, you know. So, Little did they uh, know. Uh, Little did they know. Alas, um, Charles says, for every $10 I donate here, YouTube takes $3. Is there a way for me to support you via any other donation method that would land the full amount to your cause? Have you considered a crypto wallet? I don't know about the full amount. We do have Patreon, which is linked in the description down below if you guys want to support the work. But they, of course, I think take 12% or something like that. So smaller than YouTube uh, if you guys are not wanting to uh, support through Super chats, but I have not considered a crypto wallet because that sounds like whole different language to me. We'll we'll have to think about that. <laughs> we'll look into it. Yeah, uh, proud animal lover Amala can start a crypto wallet, and you guys can send her your Dogecoin. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, pay for the cat food, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. There are like other platforms and stuff, but we don't have to like send you guys off the website, off of YouTube to go donate somewhere else and then figure out integrating. We're, we're a small team here. Right. There could be changes in the future where we figure out better ways. But for now, this is what's working and keeping it simple for us is working. So indeed, uh, but we appreciate y'all's support. We really do. Uh, Rebecca Valenzuela Friar, Freyer says, would you be able to talk about some type of content on accessibility for disabled people? Love you guys. Um, I, it's not really something that I know too much about. I'm willing to hear more about it and learn more about it, but it, I will say I'm not, 
uh, I, I would not be your point person for for that topic typically. Yeah, I feel like it it comes up incidentally now and then in different stories and different mm-hmm. ways that's associated with it, like whether it's ableism or um, right. actual stuff dealing with it. But um, we generally don't go out of our way to cover specific topics. We kind of just take what the, the news cycle brings. But right. we'll keep but it in mind. Open. Thank you for the suggestion. Um mm-hmm. Tobin Therone says, I watched Saltburn and it was wild, but I enjoyed it. All the twists and turns. Also, the mom was really funny. Keep the recommendations coming. Yeah, Rosamund Pike, she killed it in that movie. Uh, she is a fantastic actress. Um, and yeah, the Elspeth character is, is really fun. Um, I also liked Mr. Catton. Uh I can wear my suit of armor, Elspeth. It's my favorite line from that entire movie. I do recommend it if you are okay with like seeing weird things and you know rated rated R things in in movies. Then try Saltburn and see how you feel about it. If you are not okay with that in films or that typically, you know, makes you feel some type of way, not for you. Not for you, but I do love a good like thriller, psychological, you know, kind of uh, roundabout movie. Yeah, I like I like psychological thrillers, but my sheltered soul can only handle yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like if you're not like Taylor, w- Taylor's not watched Game of Thrones, so right. I'm like, yeah, if you're not watching Game of Thrones, don't watch Saltburn. Don't watch Saltburn. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Adre says, might be irrelevant. Sorry, but how do you feel about pride parades? As a gay man, I do feel like it's hard to feel normal when we have all these celebrations and speak on us being oppressed all the time. Yeah, I just think it's kind of useless. Like, I don't know what what function pride parades have. I could see a utility to them in a time where being gay was like super looked down upon. And the only utility I see to them is if you keep them wholesome. Uh, which was lost almost immediately, I think, on pride parades. If you were in a time where you know people really don't like gay people, or it's like a big thing to come out of the closet, and you have like a wholesome pride parade where people are saying, you know, this is the lifestyle that I lead, and I'm a normal person, and you know, the world didn't end because I came out as gay. That's one thing. Uh, but pride parades now are like men in speedos or no clothes at all, and we're throwing condoms off of our parade floats and all this stuff. That I is just never it's never necessary, and it in fact goes to show that it, it's not necessary at all. If you're if you're able to do all these things in public, I'm going to assume that you're generally accepted by the population. <laughs> like if you're able to do something that astounding out in public, then the very need for the thing itself has been negated by the pride parade. Yeah, and I would just add, go check out our video that we did with Amir Odom reacting to his video on his concerns with the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community uh, that he did recently. And he talks a lot about his own, uh, he's he's a gay man and uh, has plenty of grievances with the, the alphabet community. And uh, yes. it's a great video. So if you want to hear it from somebody who check it out. shares that. Um, let's see. SM Kala 81 says Taylor shouting out the boy bands of my time as well. Had a fun <laughs> experience meeting other fans in real life. We instantly connected and had great debates. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has their little, I think for the most part has their little celebrity phase. Who, who was your, uh, celeb person that you were obsessed with? Drop it in the comments down <laughs> below. I had an unhealthy amount of pictures of Justin Bieber when I was a kid. 
definitely I feel not like you're just, it's gonna you're gonna be a product of whatever whoever is that person when you reach a certain age is going to be yep. the, the person you're obsessed with or yep. band that you're obsessed with for amount of time Definitely. you do like three or four and you pick it you know a squad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh michaela gotwald says hey guys great show today off topic but i wanted to ask what are your thoughts on uh colorado moving trump from the ballot hasn't happened since lincoln i feel like it's not gonna hold i don't think that's something that's gonna end up coming to fruition for them but I think we will just have to wait and see I'm not surprised by it at all like I think that they're going to pull every single trick out of the bag that they can in order to keep him from being able to run because they know what can happen if he does so we'll just wait we'll just wait and see yeah yeah it's yet another example of doing uh explicitly undemocratic illiberal things in the name of saving democracy and liberalism Mm -hmm. So, uh, RP Awareness Year says, hey there, gang. I'm not always happy to have female pilots unless they are some a- normal Asians or Latinas. If they're not, oh, I'm going skydiving. my goodness. <laughs> How did I know that was going to be the case for you? Uh, Asian and Latina. You know that trend where it's like uh, this guy on X is taking, you know, <laughs> photos of people and turning them into Asians or black or whatever, like Photoshopping them. I bet I've Alex, some of it. I bet Alex really loves that trend. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one behind it yeah he probably oh, is oh man yeah alex like if he sees the big booty latina piloting the plane he's like i'm taking my chances yeah exactly DEI or not exactly <laughs> uh so uh, my dude says apologies to taylor for the mean-spirited super chat but i know taylor that behind that veil uh abhorrent veiled abhorrence for me is some deep deep respect <laughs> I don't abhor you. I just, I'm not going to read certain things. Uh, but hey, you're you're participating in our uh, show here and sending super chats. And I celebrate that. And generally, we've read a lot of your funny stuff and uh, quips, a lot of your 1975 hate. This and is true. As well, so, and we appreciate you being here. But there's, there is a line. <sighs> Lots and, of 1975 you know, hate, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Hurts every but, time. Thank you. and I, But I do not abhor you. Um. RP Awareness again says, so Amala, I want to take this Asian girl from work to Vegas. She's going to pay for her own plane ticket. I'm going to pay for mine, the room, and the majority of expenses during the trip. Am I the simp? It's not about being simp. It's about the fact that you work together. I cannot think of a worse situation than taking somebody that you work with to Vegas. There's just so many things that can go wrong. And mind you, okay, and here's, here's the case that I'll make for you here. This either has to go extremely right, meaning you date for a very long time, possibly get married or whatever, or one of you is out of a job. Because I imagine it's just like, you know, if anything goes wrong or there's like weirdness that happens, you either bring that weird tension to work or you guys like swallow it and deal with each other at work. I feel like it's just not. There are other Asians, Alex. There are other Asians. (laughs) Good answer. <laughs> Do you have um, a different thought, Taylor? I feel like. No, I agree with you. I think it's one thing if it's like a chill trip among friends who happen to work together or whatever. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we're all going to take a trip to Vegas. Let's all have fun and stuff. But whenever it's like one on one and you're fronting most of the money and everything, it's it's like it's it's just a weird dynamic that uh, who knows how it's going to go. And then is yeah. it worth is it worth it when you get back to real life? And, and like. What, just imagine, if, if everything that you're imagining in this Vegas, Vegas trip comes to fruition, how is that going to sound in a meeting with HR? 
<laughs> that's all that I'm thinking about here. It's already a weird, like a strange dynamic to be working together. I hope you're not her superior in any way at work because if you if you are, a hundred percent don't do it. A hundred thousand percent do not go on a trip to Vegas. And being in the male position of the relationship, especially with one that involves work, it's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Um, all right. So Adisha <laughs> says the quality of pilots is going down because of diversity or the quality of pilots going down because of diversity policies sounds like it should be an Alanis Morissette song. You know what? I haven't listened to much Alanis Morissette. So I, is that the um, I'm not sure. It's when, like the sad puppy commercials. No, oh, that is okay. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. But no, but understandable. Same I get era. My female singer songwriters confused. Same era. Uh, she has the song uh, that isn't an ironic song, which I have to give a personal gripe here uh, right now about that song. None of the examples listed in that song are actually irony. If you look up the definition of irony. None of the examples in that song are actually ironic, and it's hilarious because she lists all the examples and then, you know, says, isn't it ironic? No, it's not because you're misusing the definition. Like rain on your wedding day. Rain on your wedding day is just a bad situation. There's no irony to it raining on your, your wedding day. I'm so sorry, Alanis Morissette, but I can't. Wow. I Savage <laughs> picking apart. It's just art, Amala. Give some... Uh, <sighs> Give some room. No, I'm it's just kidding. It's not irony. I, I, I actually want to make a whole video about how none of the examples in that song are irony. It's like, yeah, I should find that and like bad metaphors people use and stuff like, like that. Like what else does she say? She says, it's the free ride when you've already paid. That's not irony. It's the good advice that you just didn't take. Nothing about that is ironic. I'm sorry. And yet it's one of the most popular songs to have ever been uh, created. Ever. It irks me. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, <laughs> next super chat. Boom, roasted. Oh. Um, the Taylor fan club says, lol, I'm planning to get dogs to Cavalier King Charles. I already ready to pay as much as is needed. Waiting because I'm doing a lot this year and I don't think I can give them enough attention. I love that mindset. That is a very green, green flag. Also, I'm looking at those dogs and they are... Super cute. That is a super cute dog. Um, oh, I've yes. seen those. The big ears. I do like that mindset. I think a lot of people have dogs that should not have dogs. Like, they're never home. They're, like, kenneling their dogs for, like, eight hours a day. They hmm. are not taking care of them. They're not getting anywhere near as much activity as they should be getting. And yet, people just keep keep buying dogs. So I like the mindset that you, you have of wanting to be in the right position before you get an animal uh let's see it's t says i'm like amala i don't listen to the lyrics listen to 35 4 plus 35 for ages without realizing what the song was about even though they say it at the end of it yeah i'm i'm a big i don't know what that is i don't know what that is either Oh, 3435. Is that what it yeah. says? Oh, 3435 is an Ariana Grande song that is actually okay. about a sex act. Uh, and you guys can figure ah. that out if you go read the lyrics. I'm a big like lyrics forward person, which is like why some songs like I want to hear them on the radio. I'm like, how did this get popular given what I'm hearing right now? Which is why the Alanis Morissette 
song pissed me off so much because the <laughs> lyrics don't make sense. Like, okay, you can just say it's a bop, I guess. Maybe it's just like you like the way the song sounds, but the lyrics do not make sense. There's a Taylor Swift song. Um, oh my gosh. It's called Our Song. It's a Taylor Swift song. And she's like, our song is slam screen door. Something like tapping on your window. And she goes, um, when we're on the phone and you talk real slow, because it's late and your mama don't know. Why would you talk slowly if it's late and you don't want to wake somebody up? It should be when we're on the phone and you talk real low, but I, I should you not. The lyric is slow. And if you go back and listen to the song, I can't listen to the song anymore because that line makes absolutely no sense. I'm like, maybe I have a little touch of the tism when it comes to song lyrics and because I cannot. <laughs> Kind of sounds like it, but <laughs> I can't I'm not it. judging because stuff like that bugs me too. Uh, now, here's yeah. a question. You're at the gym. Would you rather them play that Taylor Swift song and that other Alanis Morissette song or like oh, gosh. Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, Crazy Ratchet, Nasty Stuff? Crazy Ratchet. Rather listen to Crazy Ratchet than poorly put together lyrics because at least with like Meg the Stallion and Cardi B, I'm like, oh, that's a clever line. Like... It, the the one thing that like rap always has on its side is that the the lyrics are like interesting and you know make sense and are like jokes on top of jokes and references that really like weave together really beautifully and there's actual attention paid to the lyrics even if the lyrics are disgusting so <laughs> I'll take the Cardi B and the Meg The Stallion song. That's an interesting uh, question. I should I should do a poll real quick and ask yeah. you guys in the chat. Put that down below. Um, yeah. A lot. I mean, I, but other people don't have your your weird tick about. You guys should have my weird tick about that because it doesn't make sense. Or, I can probably think of other songs that do that do that too, but uh, those are the two that are at the forefront of my brain now that are responsible for a lot of problems whenever I hear them. All right. When we're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's late and your mama don't know. And how is it that Taylor Swift and all the people who heard the song, you know, the room that had to mix and master the song, how is it that nobody caught any of that? How is it that Alanis Morissette was able to write that song and nobody raised their hand and said, um, that's not irony. How did it happen? How did it happen? Doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the intelligence <laughs> of the people who hold the keys to our media no. uh, systems. Mm -hmm. But looks like 62% uh, would rather listen to Alanis Morissette than Cardi B in the gym. I'll take Cardi so, B 100%. You have, you, have you ever tried to work out while listening to Cardi B's Up? That song is fire. The, the beat... Fire. Yeah, but you I'm know? talking about specifically like the WAP and like the, the oh. really like the really songs that make ones. you cringe. Yeah, I'll still take it over ill-written lyrics any day, <laughs> any Eesh. day. Uh, let's see. RP awareness says, "Hey Taylor, so you haven't been to the gym lately? Beard is getting gray. Are you auditioning for Mall Santa next Christmas?" Oh, JK Broski, Hi, <laughs> God. <laughs> when when did we go on the shift of people bullying Taylor? I, I was on a streak there where everybody was simping for me it's and true. like Taylor's paying me fan all kinds club. of compliments. Yeah, Taylor fan club and all this stuff. And now I've got haters. Now you got haters. But I have been in the gym. Thank you very much. I missed a bunch of days this past week because I hurt my freaking back. But we we on the up and up now. So 
back back on the wagon, off the wagon. I don't remember the metaphor there. Don't judge me, Amala, <laughs> with your autism. <laughs> uh, let's see. Guillerme de Chico says, uh, hello, you should have a watch party for a movie together. A watch party? See, I've thought about that, but then, like, you, you can't play the movie. Yeah. You yeah. get copyright claimed on the the stuff that you play. So you guys Unless we, be like, to watch told you all to start the movie at your own house at the same time as us, and then we're just, like, right. watching it, and you can't really see it or hear it on our screen. Right. But Which doesn't make it very it watchable after the fact. Yeah. So... So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it's a technical issue of how we could execute issue. that without getting banned. But I would love to do um, that because I watch a ton of movies that I love to talk about and got nobody to talk to him about. <laughs> 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 um, Cat says, can we get all the boy band tough guys to compete in a Ninja Warrior event or boxing match to have an end to the best boy band? Interesting. You know, I bet that would be a, a huge pay-per-view if that were to ever occur the thing is you got decades in between them so it's kind of difficult to have them on the same playing field yeah uh, people are saying we can do the the movie thing on discord by the way oh it'll be interesting okay it's worth That's a an shot idea maybe we could do an event one day that'd mm-hmm. be interesting um but yeah have you, you remember celebrity deathmatch it was like uh Mm-mm. You know what that is? It's like a clay animation thing. I forget if it was on MTV or no. one of those networks, but they would have like Brittany versus Christina claymation and like have like insane amounts of gore with like really crazy commentary. Wow. Um, and it was really funny, but that's what I thought of when you talked about having the boy bands fight. I'm pretty sure there's like a Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC uh, episode of that. But man, I'm dating myself with all these references today. <laughs> it's fine. I've never seen that. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> celebrity deathmatch yeah um alva says hi i'm wondering what your experience with daily wire has been like uh what people from daily wire do you get along with best i don't really have much experience with daily wire to be honest i've been there a couple times uh for candace show i've done an interview with michael knowles i've interviewed matt walsh but those were kind of like virtual things but all in all the daily wire uh like staff and like their production team, super nice and cordial and accommodating. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say I have really strong relationships with anybody uh, at at Daily Wire, but all very nice. Good vibes. Mm-hmm. Good vibes. Uh, Sin Linden says, oh, pronounced Sin Linden. Thank you for helping me with that. Uh, Saltburn was not bad, but I will not get those two hours back. Well, well, which is it? Like, if it wasn't enough. bad, then you wouldn't want your two hours back, right? Right. So well, maybe, maybe. That is how I judge a movie, though. Like, do I regret the time I invested to watch this? Yeah, I did I not regret the time that I spent watching Saltburn. It was actually, like, refreshing, I think, to watch a movie like that, even with all the crazy scenes and stuff. Uh, Barry Keegan, or Keoghan, however you pronounce his name, fantastic actor. And what a little weirdo. <laughs> what a little weirdo. He's very good at playing, like, a little weird, freaky character. Um, as I said, uh, Roseman Pike was amazing. The guy who played Mr. Catton, I think Mr. George Catton, uh, amazing. Jacob Elordi, great. Didn't like blow my mind, but great performance. And you guys will know the scene if you've seen the movie. The scene between uh, Venetia and Oliver towards the end of the movie. Her acting, 
amazing. I she she needs an award for what she did uh, in that monologue. Absolutely crazy. Um, so that's all I will say. I don't want to spoil it. You're name dropping all these Gen Z heart, <laughs> you know, e boy heartthrobs. E boy, like Jacob Elordi and Jacob Elordi. Yeah, guy. Barry. Yeah, I, I didn't. Really I didn't expect either. him to become a heartthrob on the other end of that uh, film. But you know what, Barry? He, he's got stands. He really does. And I guess he's he's not an unattractive guy. I mean, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary says Ariana did apologize for the donut licking, saying it was offensive and that it was done out of frustration over the obesity problem in America. LOL. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Way to pivot. I mean, that's going to piss off a whole other group of people. But that's uh, hilarious. You know, the PR team was working overtime to figure out an angle on that. She ate. She ate with that. Actually, she didn't <laughs> she eat with that. She didn't eat because of the obesity problem in America. <laughs> Yeah, she, she only licked. Yeah, she only licked. Fine. Wow. That is what what a twist. That's actually <laughs> insane. Wow. Uh, Michaela Gottwald says, asking on beha- behalf of Applejacks, what are your thoughts on Brett Cooper? On behalf of Applejacks? What is Applejacks? Another, another chatter who she's maybe paying the super chat. Oh, and he just said it in the okay, nice. Chat. I, yeah, I, I love Brett Cooper. I think she's awesome. We always like are like, oh, what's Brett talking about today? Because it's funnily enough, we talk about very similar things because we're a similar age and we run in similar spheres on the internet. So we're always checking in on, on Brett and what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And Brett used to uh, be part of Prager Force back mm-hmm. in the day when we were Prager U. And uh, so we, we've known Brett Cooper since before she was Brett Cooper. Uh, but it's awesome to see that she's <laughs> Brett Cooper. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It no, but she's honestly like super real down to earth. And uh, I don't think the, the fame has changed her or anything like that. I think she's awesome and doing it's great just work. a given. You There's some people where you're like, oh, it's just a given. That's where you're going to you're, you're going to yeah. land in life, you know. And yeah, luckily, luckily they picked her up. Uh, Alexandra Deshita says, I like the slow line, LOL. It always made sense to me. Like you talk slowly, making sure your mom isn't outside the door of the Taylor Swift song. See, that doesn't make sense to me. Why? If you talk, I can talk slowly to you, but I am still. I'm I'm going to sneak out at 11 p.m. It's like, you say that low, you're not going to get caught. If you say it slow. It doesn't stop anybody from hearing you if you say something slowly. You say it lowly (laughs) to stop them from hearing you. I had my mind blown on some lyrics recently. Um, Again, dating myself, probably, but Blink-182. Okay. Uh, I think, is it What's My Age Again? Or whatever the song is where it's like, I took her out. It was a Friday night. It was a Friday night. Okay, what's the next line? I don't know. I actually don't know. You don't know how it goes? No, I don't. So it's, I took her out. It was a Friday night. I woke alone to get the feeling right. So uh-huh. everyone always thought it was, I walk alone to get the feeling right, which doesn't really make sense. But, you know, it's a song, so you don't really think about it or whatever. Right. Or at least I always thought it was, I walk alone to get the feeling right. But he says, I wore cologne to get the feeling right. And uh, huh. anyway, I saw a meme on Instagram. Maybe maybe that's not true, but I saw a meme on Instagram that's saying that's what he actually said. And then I went back and re-listened to it. And I was like, it's, I think he does say I walk alone. <laughs> and that just blew my mind. We're so. going to, oh, <laughs> it's. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I wore cologne. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wore cologne. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought, thought you were saying. Alone. I thought you were saying I work alone. Oh, not work alone. <laughs> See, that's a whole other misinterpretation. Okay. Yeah, I missed it. I was like, I work alone. That doesn't make any sense to me. I wore. Did anyone cologne. else think it was I walk alone? I lo- I, there was 
thousands, tens of thousands of likes on this post that I that came on my feed. So I wasn't the only I one. Wore cologne. Maybe I'm the only one here. <laughs> I, uh, I can okay. see that being easily misunderstood because yeah. I misunderstood it when you just <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of these words sound the same, especially when you're singing. Yes. Uh, Chicken Pork Adobo says. Alanis, all day, every day. I grew up listening to her music, and she looks like our maid. Hmm, what's, where's your iconic Tom Soul pick? Love you, Amelante Tay. Tom Soul somewhere at PragerU, guys. Um, he <laughs> we couldn't does take not, him. He was an original artwork he, from them. Yes, he does not exist in our current realm of existence. Um, so sorry about that. I'll have to check out more Alanis Morissette. It's just not my style of music, typically, that I'm like into. But I'm sure she has some good hits out there. Uh, okay, I think this might be our last one here. Uh, RP what? Awareness says, All right, I'll make fun of Amala too. I'm going to take that girl to Vegas because I don't take advice from people who listen to 1975. Uh, LOL, JK, love you guys, 3000. Our next thing is going to be like RP Awareness year says, Guys, this is my last super chat because I got fired. <laughs> I'm telling you, take my advice. Take, even if it does like work out my stellarly, words. right? You better be you better be absolutely obsessed with this girl, and you you better think that she's the one for you if you're willing. If there, if you don't have the inkling that this is going to be extremely successful, if you guys are working together, I would advise you do not go there, baby boo. Don't do go it, baby not boo. This way. <laughs> don't go out. Yeah, this we don't way. want to be reacting to a, a video of you recording some interaction that you're having with this girl that goes viral on the internet near the new cheesecake factory 48 oyster relationship drama he took her to vegas does she owe him this or you know Mm -hmm. we can see it happening we can see it happening you don't want us to be reacting to your relationship drama on this channel just wait for the next (laughs) asian girl just wait for the next lucky for you there's a ton of them a ton Mm -hmm. of asian girls so you're gonna be just fine (laughs) Is that the last super chat? What an interesting a, note. We're ending on that <laughs> note, guys. <laughs> okay. I guess we are ending on that note. Guys, thank you so much for watching the show today. Happy, happy Friday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. If you liked this stream, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single other day. And Saturday's video is going to be about Johns Hopkins Medicine and... DEI is going to come up yet again, but and hopefully from a, a new, a new fresh story that you guys will get to hear about. And you yourself, if you're watching this video right now and you get the chance to see Saturdays, will find out if you are part of a privileged category. Check your privilege with me tomorrow. Uh, for that video. Leave a comment after the stream how you felt about the stories we covered today. Ariana Grande, uh, you know, bargaining in different countries when you go to markets, what's happening with DEI in airplanes, and Stranger Things season five. With that, I'm gonna see you tomorrow. One super chat at the buzzer from oh, Fantasy shoot. Faces. There's so many exclamation points okay. and uh, happy vibes that I have to read it. it says, hey, girly, <laughs> so glad I caught the live woohoo. Uh, did you see that Brett Cooper is going to be Snow White? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, we've seen that Brett Cooper is going to be Snow White. We are extremely excited for her, and I'm excited to see it, given everything that's happening at Disney. I think it was absolutely genius move to recreate the film and do so in the way it was intended to be made. So yeah, very excited to see that. And with that, guys, thank you so much for watching, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, y'all.